Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Hey everybody, welcome back into the Letterman Lounge at Roosters on Olentangy River Road. This is Letterman Live. I am Austin Ward, joined as always by Bobby Carpenter, Justin Zwick, and Nicole Cox from Roosters. It's a, you know, we've had a bunch of shows where we're just filling time. Not today. We got basketball, NCAA tournament, the mm-hmm. brackets are out. Spring ball does start on Friday. I know how much Ooh. you guys love that. So we're going to get rolling, uh, talking about, got some defense to go. Nicole picked a bunch of offensive guys to watch last week, so we'll do some Buckeye leaves. And then we'll have a lot more to fill out, I promise. We're going to have some bracket competition coming up. We'll get into that mm-hmm. and give you some details. Uh, but this is a good time for Ohio State football, a busy time. It's a good time for Letterman Live to talk about everything going on at Ohio State. And it was a fun weekend of basketball, too. Buckeyes had that regular season losing streak that we had you know, touched on, and it was because Jay-Z had been starting to pay attention. <laughs> and then they Luckily, rolled. Luckily, they turned it around because I watched all the games. <laughs> you watched, yeah. Did you watch the game yesterday? I, I okay. did, yeah. Nearly won a Big Ten title, so that was a fun couple days, and that should bode well for a fun postseason now as March Madness. Friday at 3 p.m., uh, the Buckeyes and Oral Roberts, the Buckeyes on the football field, will practice in the Woody earlier on that day. It's This is March. <laughs> It's exci- All as well. It's exciting. Yeah, and it's a March Madness and Spring Ball. And the question always is, Austin, here is you, you know, people that aren't from maybe Columbus, which is more exciting, you know, potentially Ohio State Spring Ball or potentially the March Madness <laughs> tournament? And a lot of times you always well, think like – I actually know the answer because I see what people read on well, our website. I understand <laughs> that. I'll never forget, uh, you know, my – Co-host Timmy Hall, you know, at the fan, loves college hoops, biggest college hoops fan of all time. And he posed that question to me. He's like, ah, it's not even a question, right? I'm like, it's really not. He goes, it's basketball. I'm like, I, I don't think that that's accurate. Sorry, <laughs> I haven't looked at the statistics of it. And I'm like, Ohio State fans love basketball. He said that with a smile on his face. Oh, he was not... excited about it. But I'm like, listen, I mean, that's people, a Final Four run's great. Yeah. But if you're going to tell me you're going to get bounced the first weekend or someone could go, like, watch spring practice live, like, a lot of people would rather go watch spring practice oh, yeah. live. So, you know, it's it's the way that it is here. But Coach Holtman's got the basketball team rolling. That I guarantee you the numbers are probably fantastic for those games. They're all compelling. Mm-hmm. This team has has a lot of character. You love them. They're very enjoyable to watch. They've got high character guys. Played hard to the end, and it was uh, it's a really fun weekend. It's very. It was such a fun game to watch. I mean, we had the whole family. The neighbor boys were over. I mean, everybody was yelling. I literally walked out to the garage to get something. I came back in. We were down like six. I was like, how did this happen so quickly? And then like two minutes later, we're back. We have it tied up again. I mean, they played their hearts out until the very end. I mean, they just did such a great job. And it is fun to watch that our team, our home team do that. So and I think that that's to Bobby's point. Uh, Jay-Z and I have talked about this before. Like Ohio State fans are obviously going to watch the NCAA tournament. They're going to watch mm-hmm. the Big Ten tournament. But the level of investment in reading off day stuff or caring about, you know, practices and the death chart and all that, that's different. All right, so people are going to watch it. I'm just saying that they don't maybe read about basketball as much, but that's fine because they will for the next couple weeks. Yeah, this is when they're going to be locked in. Mm -hmm. Like college basketball, the way that it's set up now, I mean, they play so many games and it's all about the tournaments. And so you get to this point, 
Now everybody's heavily emotional, emotionally invested. Whereas you look during a football season, you have so few games where mm-hmm. you lose it's one, one a week, game. where it's, oh. you know everybody build, it builds up for that Saturday. It's you, know? uh, you lose one game. Yeah, it's it it's uh it's a funeral in Columbus, Ohio. So it gets a little <laughs> rough as we get this delicious food here delivered. Mm-hmm. We got some fried pickles coming through here. That's uh that sounds Ooh, fantastic. A favorite in this way. They're dangerous right that there. they are, oh, no that, doubt. That and the mac and cheese bites. So the best part, the March Madness. I will say that it might be the greatest viewing event mm-hmm. in sports that you're going to find that spans a whole month that you can sit around, eat some delicious food, have some drinks, burn a couple of weekdays during the <laughs> yeah, work exactly. days. Well, how about yeah. that change? A couple spot? of early like, days, uh, no, Mondays and Tuesdays this year, right? No traditional Thursdays. Yeah. Starting on Friday, we lose that one of those days. That's that's no fun. So what is this, Thursday? It's Friday to Monday Friday then? Friday to Monday. Yeah, oh, strange. Don't like it. I, I really don't, but I understand why they're doing it now and, and to try to get it done with all the travel that's going to be bus travel i guess if you will but it's going to be fantastic They're yeah it's, it's a great time of year just because it's kind of like that thing you know spring balls getting ready to start you know spring games are down the road yeah. and it kind of gives you something to do for that month right where <laughs> you got yeah you just got you know practice going on football wise a lot of games a lot of excitement you know one and done tourney you, you can't beat that that's why i think the playoff is so cool because you get four teams in there in football and you know that game really does matter to go on to win a championship and you know March Madness, there's there's nothing like it. It's, I'm glad they finally, you know, we got it in this year. I mean, we're hopefully going to get it in this year, but uh, missed it last year. It's, it's just a great time. And if Ohio State can continue to just plug away, man, uh, it'd be a lot of fun here. I mean, I, I know Ohio State fans love to be able to root for winners. And, you know, if they can go in and make some noise here in this tournament, it'd be a lot of fun here. Well, and the commentators kept saying yesterday on the TV that the t- the two teams, Illinois and Ohio State, definitely will be ready for the tournament because yeah. Ohio oh. State played so much basketball last week. Yeah. I mean, what did you say? It was like 170, 170 minutes, minutes yeah. of basketball where not everybody else had. So well, a couple I of our guys were playing finished. 95% of those minutes too, right? I mean, you could see it yesterday. I, I thought anyways, we looked you know, little, little tired legs. I mean, EJ, oh, no. I, EJ, I felt like couldn't get his jumper going. You know, just looked really? like he was a little tired. EJ ever got his jumper? Well, no, his, his was yeah. The entire game, I turned the game on. We were down sixteen. <laughs> I was I outside know. working. I'm like, yeah, yeah, let's go. Ooh, that's tough. So uh, the fact that they even came back and uh, made that into a game and, and came down to what it did was was impressive. It well, was. Very... It was their fourth game. Yeah. You look at that. You know. Uh, Illinois, that was only their third. And mm-hmm. every game that they had played in, Down to the they wire. found a way to make yeah. that a 40. Yeah. And then yesterday, a 40-minute-plus game. Yeah. You take Kyle Young out of the mix. They're playing teams with a lot of size. You oh, yeah. pull out one of your post guys. You're putting a lot on uh, uh, EJ to go down there, be offensive mm-hmm. and defensive, the, the presence that he has to provide. And it's just uh, – they ran out of gas yeah. a little bit. So the good news, you know, now it's Sunday. You get four or five days, four and a half days to gas back up. And you feel like heading into this tournament, they're playing really good basketball, which is really all you could have hoped for. And Nicole wanted to give out our Buckeye Leagues for defense, and we Ooh. will, but she's got yes. one for basketball because Ooh. I see the notes over there. Okay. <laughs> I like it. Prepared, and she was obviously watching yesterday just like uh, Liberty was in her Roosters Ohio shirt. Um, yes, she looked so. That made my day. <laughs> she, I was like, hopefully this brings us luck and we'll win. Found out apparently, though, that she is all in on mozzarella sticks day. So uh, I love it. I have to take those home now every Monday. Are you going to Roosters? Yeah. <clears throat> Give me some cheese sticks. Okay. There you go. All right. <laughs> Do you have a Buckeye? That's a, a great uh, aside there, I guess. Uh, you had a Buckeye leave from yesterday's game. I think I'm going to give it to Washington just because, I mean, he, again, the games that I did watch, mm-hmm. the um, he had a career high of scoring 32 points, which is amazing <clears throat> to think. So he, I've been very impressed with him this season. They needed that. Well, <laughs> what's awesome about him yeah. is yeah. 
He's always never met a shot he didn't. Oh well, yeah. So <laughs> like, that's your guy in the club. I heard during the game he's like, he's made a three in every game. I said, well, well he shoots shoot, ten of them. Shoot, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, but <laughs> I hope what, so. What he did though, yes, I mean, he took the ball to the basket. Yeah. He's not oh, the yeah. thickest guy in no, the world. But he's not afraid to go. He he attacked the mm-hmm. basket. He's attacking Coburn in there. They did a good job of trying to pull him out with some of their sets to open up the lane a little bit. But yeah. he was fantastic, being aggressive, attacking the bucket. You know, good dude. He's really evolved. You can see the maturation mm-hmm. in his game and. uh it was it was great, and the best part about Dwayne being on the team is our guy Ronnie Stokes, who you know does the call on the radio you know, for uh, for IMG and Learfield, and you know he's from Massillon, if you will. Is that is that correct? No, just <laughs> yeah. it's like Lancaster, 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 And so it's interesting. It's you're from Orville, which Orville's west. Orville's uh, west, about Orville's twenty-seven west. minutes from my high school. If high, you start school. getting east of Maslin, you start getting to the from the seventy one to the seventy seven uh, interstate right there. That wash turns into Warsh, and so you get that extra R in there. My grandma's family's all from Zanesville. She was a big washer of the hands, mm-hmm. and now we get to hear Dwayne Washington Jr. Yeah. each and every game, and it's absolutely awesome. I love it. Ronnie does a great job, and you, you would never know it if he wasn't great. on this team. And then that thing just slides right in there and knocks well, the sign down. And speaking of punctuation, there's no way that that guy's name is actually Coburn. There's, I didn't think it was. No I way. just heard it on the radio on the way in here. I was like, how I thought you, it was something. How do you have the C and the K, and they're both silent? I just, no. I'm not buying it. Yeah, it's radio friendly. Well, I think you know maybe they're scared to say it. I think they are. I, I didn't think Bob would cower to that when I heard him throw out the Coburn. Just, I just repeat what the other guys <laughs> Fair enough. So sure. if I'm wrong, at least I'm wrong. Yeah, the yeah, you're, yeah. I'm not yeah, going right. to go out there and be on the well, with You're that. erring on the you're side <laughs> of caution, Bob. And that's, yeah. Hey, in the world we live in, that's smart. You never Street know. caution. Yes. No, you know. No. Ohio State did that last week when they shut down the, for pause again. Yeah, we left uh, talking about football last week, and then what? Was it the next day I, or later that afternoon they I, get shut down? Tuesday morning they shut it down, and I'm like, oh, no, here we go again. We're going to have to talk about Ohio State. Shut oh, we have, are they reopening? I mean, no, they reopened they reopen, yeah. on Friday. Yeah. You're inside right there. I mean, you know as much as anybody. <laughs> you had that article out on the 12th. That was Friday, right? I read on that. On Friday. Yeah. So it, it lasted three days. They had they did some additional testing after what they saw. They were concerned about some elevated levels. Again, that's been an issue, going to be an issue still for a while until everybody has that needle in their arm. But uh, Friday. <laughs> that's amazing. Kurt's concerned about some elevated levels. Are we talking about cholesterol here? You know, part, I mean, what it's just been? a part of the lexicon now. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I mean, out of an abundance of caution and care, you can say that, you say it about anything. I mean, I'm I'm going to stop drinking water because I don't want to choke on it. Out of abundance of caution and care, it might kill me. Hey, can, can't argue with safety, Bob. But I can't argue with no. you saying as soon as everybody has that needle in their arm, which, I mean, you know, being a, being a child of the 90s and having images from Pulp Fiction burned into my mind, that that is usually what goes to it more than okay. a mass vaccination. So We're still we're still getting used <laughs> to all of that. I didn't mean to uh, tr- drop that in so, so carelessly. But anyway, all right. they were backed at it on Friday. They're on schedule to start practice this Friday. <clears throat> Spring game still uh, scheduled for late next month. And the defense uh, is going to be the focus this week, Nicole, since we went through the offense a week ago. Catch up uh, on uh, LettermanRow.com if you haven't seen that episode. And if you haven't, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Get your act together. And you're going to hear about the wrong appetizer if you watch that show. <laughs> Brian Pickles this week. All right, so we're watching the Silver Bullets. Big, big spring uh, for these guys. Kerry Combs into year two as the defensive coordinator. Uh, how is this going to play out? Who are you watching heading into Camp Nicole? Well, obviously, Haskell Garrett being back, I think, is absolutely amazing. 
amazing. Yeah. I mean, he's an all-American. He yeah. is aggressive and, you know, he is dominant against the pass and the run. So, I think he will be phenomenal and I also think Tyreek Smith is going to impress us. I yeah. really do because, you know, we had Joey Bosa, then Nick Bosa, then Chase Young and we need someone to kind of take that place and I think that is his responsibility. So, we should hopefully see that this year. The Rushman getting the attention. Well, yeah, Tyreek Smith, he's like the looks like the longest dude on the field wearing number 11. I mean, he's <laughs> already like six five and i feel like it stretches him like another three inches and then haskell i want you to get haskell the rascal garrett okay. going i mean he might haskell as well be like rascal. wwe wrestler right now. <laughs> haskell the rascal garrett we need to get that to everybody put that out there start build some build some that. graphics around <laughs> Sammy Silverman get him on yeah the absolutely haskell the rascal i mean are we am i putting my guys out now i mean yeah, well Jump in there, Bob. I didn't know. I mean, so my guys, you know, uh, Lathan Ransom and Court Williams are my two guys. Court Williams, I talked to him when he came in here. I could give me the full recruiting breakdown. You know, he's doing a little business, doing a little uh, communication. So they wanted me to kind of talk to him somewhat. And one of his nicknames was uh, Jailhouse because of his thick neck mm -hmm. and how, how big he is. So <laughs> he's a guy that I thought they were going to play early on last year. And then mm -hmm. due to COVID and injuries and everything that just happens, it's like, all right, he was going to be a contributor and then wasn't able to really contribute in the way that you wanted just due to lack of reps. Mm -hmm. And so then you go to Lathan Ransom, he <laughs> comes out there. You got a true freshman in there you know, against Clemson. He's in against Alabama. And the guy played pretty well. Yeah. You know, he stayed within himself. But those two guys, as you look at this secondary, you're going to have to find some playmakers back there. I think Court Williams is really versatile. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't surprise me if he kind of fills in as that like nickelback at some points down in the box safety maybe even grows into a well linebacker. Yeah. I know he's going to want to fight it, but he's got like mm. your your body grows to the size of your head and neck, and he's got a nice thick <laughs> neck and a large dome, so he's going to be a fit dude and have a lot of power. But finding those guys that are 215 to low 220s that can run <clears> and cover and do all those things, like he possesses that those traits, and it's very, very important. You know, and it's transitioning now to the next level because you see so many guys in the NFL that, that do a lot of that with this wide-open offense. So those are my two guys. Um, in the secondary that I'm going to be watching there. I could be like Schlegs and then take, take guys, the whole but, defense. You know, well, I mean, no there's four linebackers, linebackers that need to be replaced. <laughs> we so. can come back to that in the second <laughs> yeah. part of the show. Nicole missed a few uh, D linemen that I'd like to get in there too. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when I was thinking about this on the way down, it was, it was mostly defensive line I was thinking of. I mean, you know, I know we're going to be young and putting some new guys in at that linebacker position, but I think if you can be strong up front, that will only help those younger guys at the linebacker position. Bob, we can talk about that later, I'm sure. But, oh, yeah. um, you know, I, we just didn't seem to have that edge rusher, which we've been lucky as all hell because we went from the Bosa's to, I mean, it, it's it's a ridiculous. Bowl, you want a Pro Bowl pass Yeah, sure. yeah, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. it just was year to year to year. We just had those guys, you know, and last year, sorry, last year just didn't work out that way. I think, uh, you know, Zach Harrison's a name that, you know, we really need to kind of blow up and maybe this spring, this camp will be that for him. Uh, Tyreek Smith, I like that. The one is the, the one we don't know, I think. Uh, you know, you have Haskell coming back. So you kind of have your, you know, your three of your four. Yep. So who's that other spot going to be? Who's going to emerge there is, is going to be big because, you know, what the linebackers like to talk about, those middle guys can take up a lot and help those linebackers out, you know, and filling holes and, and taking on those blockers. So I, I think that's going to be a huge part of this, this spring and, and camp for us. Yeah, probably needs to be that guy that uh, I'm looking for. Hasn't been healthy for a couple of years. That's been the biggest issue for Teron Vincent. Showed up yeah. as the number one defensive tackle recruit in the country. Uh, seems like that's a common theme when we're talking about Ohio State's recruiting <laughs> classes and the, these guys, this next wave that's coming through. You know, he played more last year, but he still didn't have the benefit, Bob, as you know, of going through a, like a full, you know, normal offseason. 
hurt and because of COVID didn't get to do the normal development. And I think that's, that's all held him back. Um, you haven't you know seen his true upside the way it's been dating back to his high school career and the way that he just wrecked people up front got those NFL bloodlines um, not know. a very tall dude but real girthy inside well, which is what you're looking for well you know it's uh it's not always about the size Bob but how effectively you can use it and um, that's important to keep in mind about all of this that's my pick those are all Nicole are we missing anybody did you want to go Schlage style and, and drop the rest of the roster in there I think that's everyone <laughs> I have for right now okay um, we're going to uh, join up with Roosters, as we love to do, mm-hmm. with a little bit of a bracket challenge. Uh, I'm excited. These three and me, <laughs> probably Spencer and Berm, will all have some brackets out there to compete because we want to win some Roosters gift cards, too. Yeah. Yes. Um, I don't know exactly how many. I think we're going to do maybe five of those, Nicole. Yes. We're going to post some of the details uh, in this video and on Letterman Row. Uh that's the greatest prize you can win, in my estimation. So I'm so glad. No, we are happy to do that. So, how, yes. How, uh, how much do you look forward to, or how often do you fill out? How many brackets do you fill out? What is your? Do you have a tradition for filling that out, or is it new for you? It, it's a little bit new okay. in the sense that now we kind of fill it out as a family now that my son's really into it, which oh, nice. is a lot well, of fun. He's, no, he's not eligible to win. He's too good. Yeah. He can't <laughs> <laughs> He was pretty mad because, you know, I just filled out my bracket quickly the year we did it, and I, of course, you know, beat him, and he was <laughs> out, like, the first round. That's he was how that so goes. upset. Yeah. And I was like, this is how you do it. You just, like, kind of pick whatever. <laughs> Bob, the best in those NFL locker rooms is big time. Oh, we do college football, college basketball, anything. Most of those guys are ab- borderline abject gamblers. So <laughs> yeah. anything they can find to, to get to some action on, on <laughs> it, it, brings in alma mater, it brings in their alma mater and everything. I'll tell you this. I watch less college basketball now than I ever did. It's been like started up here when I was like third, fourth grade, and I'd watch three games all day long. I don't even care. Kansas, Missouri, okay, perfect. Put it on. UCLA, Arizona, yeah, let's watch that. Big Ten, great. And so I've watched less and less. The amazing thing is my brackets have gotten better and better. And so it's, I don't know what it is. I think the less you know, the better you are. Yes, yeah, I well, agree with I that. Think, yeah, that goes with what Nicole is saying. Yes. <laughs> watch, I'm telling yeah. you. Because you don't, don't overanalyze. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I filled my first one out last night, so I got uh, How many do you some revamp. Well, that'll be my only one. It's okay. just a family type deal. Uh, I got four Big Ten teams in the Final Four. There right you now. go, perfect. So That's I'm going to revamp it maybe a little bit, but I think the Big Ten is the uh, conference to beat this year. I think so, too. Yeah, the, the woman that uh, I will be, have been married to for 10 years on Friday um, beats me in the bracket. Uh, I think every year but one. <laughs> that is awesome. I love uh, I don't it. Know, I think it's Bob. Allie, that's amazing. <laughs> the more you know, the less likely you are to win in these things. Um, so it's probably better that I didn't watch a ton of college basketball this year or didn't, you know, had Spencer covering the team uh, for us. Yeah. So I didn't have to, you know, deal with all that. Maybe that will help me. Maybe I'll actually win this. And I mean, I already, I don't need the gift. Yeah, you get to come to Roosters <laughs> every Monday. come every yeah. Monday. But uh, starts Friday at 3 p.m. And then probably what? So Sunday at some point, we don't know what time. Roosters will be the place to be to come watch yes, the tournament. Yes, you can get that tradition back. I know my my husband, um, gosh, for probably 10 years, came to Roosters every Thursday for that Thursday, yeah. stayed all day. And um, now we won't have it this Thursday, but at Friday. least we have it this year. Yeah. You know, I think that's what everyone is really excited for, to at least have it. Yeah, it hurts to not have it. The plexiglass still up in here, still some socially distanced, safe ways to come out to Roosters yes. or... Get it to go. It to yes, go. absolutely. Order online. Get it to go for your, you know, parties at home or whatever. I like that three o'clock start time. 
That's just about perfect. Oh, that'll that'll make you feel yes. like a tournament. Well, it gives you enough time where you don't have to set your alarm to wake up for a guy like you to start drinking. So you can. He's got to get around a golf in before the game. That's what he's thinking. Ease into that day. It's like slipping into a warm bath. <laughs> no comment on that. This is Letter in Line. It is brought to you by Roosters. We're going to let Nicole go about her day. We're going to tag Spencer in and talk a little bit more about that spring football coming up for the Buckeyes. Thanks, Nicole. We'll see you next time. Thanks, guys. Roosters is one of the unique companies that we deal with. They're involved in everything we do, from our personal foundation to also the Cancer Research Fund. And that's from the Buckeye Cruise from Cancer to all the events leading up to the Buckeye Cruise. They donate back to different organizations that are near and dear to their heart. And we're so fortunate to have been with Roosters now for a long, long time. All the folks at Roosters are just genuinely kind folks, and they want to make a difference. Thank you, Roosters Foundation. Thank you, Roosters Foundation. Thank you, Roosters Foundation. All right, welcome back to Letterman Live. We've got Spencer Holbrook still riding high from that MAC <laughs> championship for the Ohio Bobcats as he gets ready for the NCAA tournament. What a what a conflict of interest to be covering the Ohio State Buckeyes and mm. openly cheering for the Bobcats mm. to make a run. What a I guess your boss should have thought about that. Yeah, nobody Google or nobody Twitter search uh, at a Ward Sports in Wyoming. Oh. <laughs> I don't think there's a big crossover. They don't really. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, I mean, not I mean, in the same. Ohio, Ohio's not in the same bracket as Ohio State, so there's no. There's yeah, I no think real it's okay to be able to root for OU just because Coach Bowles, you know, is an Ohio State guy, right? He was here. Uh, he coached here. You know, he's a good dude. I got to know him a little bit when he was here. Really good dude. Rooting for him down there, and it was, it's great to see him uh, come into the locker room doing that one-legged hop dance. Oh yeah, I used to go watch him play. We had season tickets. Did you? To Ohio University, yeah. I remember going to watch them play with Gary Trent, Gino Ford, Jason Terry. That unbelievable team down there. Um, but, yeah, so for him to be the head coach there Dick. after being up here uh, with Thad and you see him you know, move on, mm-hmm. grind his way back, and doing a great job down there at his alma mater. So, Coach Bowles, man, I'm excited to see if these guys yeah. can make a run. And I got to win their first game. The Bobcats have been, they've, they've made some noise in the past. I mean, who did they upset? Was it Michigan? I believe it was Michigan. Was it I Michigan? remember I was sitting downtown watching this, and it was unbelievable. Everybody, there was a, there was a group of Michigan people actually in there, and they were, they were, they were heartbroken. Less than happy. <laughs> they were not, not, not ecstatic about that. Was it, was it during that very confusing time where Brady Hoke was calling uh, Ohio State, Ohio, and, and then they actually lost to the real Ohio? Ah, yes. It, they just can't sad. get anything right up there. That's very strange. Good news is, too, is that, with uh, going back to Ohio State beating Michigan in the semifinals of the Big Ten tournament, I don't know what the run is, but it's continued a streak where Michigan has not been undefeated against the state of Ohio now, the or against Ohio State here for however many years <coughs> in any in football or basketball. Still haven't competed for a conference championship in Indianapolis. Yeah. Although their basketball team got to see what the inside of that place looked like. That's so I mean that's a start. They can at least go back and tell their fellow athletes. Not you know we were there. It looked nice. If yeah. you guys ever wanted to make it there, they yeah. won't. They won't need that. I don't. <laughs> I don't think they'll need that anytime soon. Yeah. But thanks for trying to turn that back to Wyoming, Spencer. I mean, yeah, I, you had an opportunity. Yeah, he went Always. quick, too. He didn't even, like, come out with, uh, well, you know, I'm a proud alum or anything. It's just right to the Wyoming. Well, you know, you can call it for a conflict of interest. And then I see Austin <laughs> tweeting about Wyoming playing Ohio State in the Rose Bowl at some point. Well, that would have been an incredible and, matchup. And you know, <laughs> the conflict of interest there would just be outrageous. I don't even know if he'd be able to make the trip to Los Angeles. Oh, well. He has a high degree of journalistic integrity. He does. Right. I'm, a, I'm able to compartmentalize if that actually happened which I don't really believe that it will. Um, but as both Wyoming and Ohio State get ready for this season on uh, Friday with spring ball, uh, we touched, touched on it a little bit early on, Bob, but this, this linebacker group, I think you purposefully held it back. And you were losing so many reps, so much experience, a three-time captain, three-year starters. 
Uh, that entire starting group plus one. This is a pretty big spring for those guys. Yeah, losing four guys who all kind of brought something different to the table. And mm-hmm. So it's not like, oh, we can have this guy. He'll be able to slide in and take some of that. You know, you had you know, your anchors in there. You got Tough Borland. You got Baron Browning, Hilliard, Warnick. All these guys brought something different. So there were games like you're playing Wisconsin. They go to 4-4. Mm-hmm. There were four linebackers in there because they had four guys who could all play who were veteran uh, presences on that yeah. team. They did a great job communicating. And so now you're going to look at um, you know, Taraja Mitchell, a.k.a. the Raw Dog. Can we get that going there? I think that might be a, <laughs> that one uh, might, Have you made nicknames up like for all these guys? better than the Rascal. I, Haskell the Rascal. That's more like <laughs> late 70s, early, early 80s. The WWE. Rascal. Haskell the Rascal Garrett, but Taraja the Raw Dog Mitchell. I've, I tried to get that going a little bit with him. Raw Dog Over, Mitchell. I mean, you watch him stroke those dudes when he runs down on kickoff. For sure. I think that's exactly that's the way that we need to go. I mean, I'll show you the videos. Raw. I mean, it's it's raw, uncut, uncensored. Those uh, guys have a nightmares about. If you want if you got a nickname, it might, be, might as well be something racy, not something. Spicy <laughs> like yeah, yeah, it's got to be spicy. <laughs> you want to make yeah, sure that I feel are, bad. Mine was just Jay Z this whole time. It's boring. Oh, Boo. <laughs> Initials and shortened names. There's there. That's no dice. I mean, you need something that's really going to move the needle. The raw dog. But he's going to be. I mean, he's he's essentially. A very similar player to Tough Borland. They provide a lot of the same mm-hmm. things. Solid in-the-box backers. Very smart guys. Understand what's going on. Not a guy you want to maybe get locked in you know, with a receiver and coverage down the field, but a really, really good run stuffer. Smart player. Can move well enough inside. And so he's going to have to be that that uh, the catalyst to be able to have the communication between uh, the defensive line and the secondary, which is also a little bit young at, at right. spots. So mm-hmm. that's there's there's uh, going to be this communication gap to make sure everyone's on the same page because there's nothing worse on defense when you have you know half the guys running something oh, no and, and half the guys running something else. Uh, the famous saying always was for our coaches: if if we're all wrong, we're right. Mm-hmm. Like it may not be the great call, but at least we don't have we're things given it, yeah. up so mm-hmm. that well, yeah. Well, I was doing and this. One guy said, "Oh, I thought yeah. we were this, and we were not." You know, yeah. type thing. Every, now, every time you think you set this program backwards, yeah. <laughs> there you Fick. go, Luke. Fick. I want to ask you, Bob. <laughs> I mean, the linebacker group is one that basically is the quarterback on the defense, right? Yeah. So, I mean, out of these young guys who none of them have a ton of experience, you know, in doing so, being on the field in live game, you know, having all the bullets flying, having to make those calls, get everybody in the right position. Who do you think out of that group of four, you know, probably has that best chance of becoming that guy that the defense coordinator can kind of rely on to make sure that what you talked about, everybody's on the same page. We're all going at the same, you know. You know, you look at Dallas. um, Dallas Gant. Dallas Gant. And, you know, I feel like him and Taraj are the guys that have been there the longest. Are they both seniors now? Both seniors and Kayvon Pope as well. Kayvon Pope, yes. Gosh, I remember Pope. That's amazing. We do have guys who have been in the program for a while. And that's the other thing that's really interesting. I'll let you answer in a second, Bob. But those three guys waiting so long in this era of the transfer portal. and Portal swipe. I mean, just go right in and Mm -hmm. find somewhere else. All those guys could have played, you know, anywhere else in the Big Ten for sure. uh, Almost anywhere in the country. And they chose to wait now three years behind these guys that stayed forever and Still could have come could have back. stayed. Okay. Yeah, they all could Which have come. Kind of crazy, but I mean that's that also tells you a little bit about that that culture for the Silver Bullets, the linebacker room that they were willing to wait their turn that long because that's almost unheard of. In oh football. yeah, especially guys that are highly recruited like that. And Kayvon came in. I remember he had he was balancing some injuries his rookie year in camp they, or freshman year. He wanted to try to get him out there, and it's just hey, if other guys uh, develop. And here's the irony with this: these guys are going to see. You know, Baron Browning, who highly recruited guy, didn't really play a ton until his senior year. Mm-hmm. Some of it was due to injury and, you know, just scheme fit and where they were trying to put him. But you're going to now be able to pair that up and see a guy who 
you know, waited, and it's probably going to be drafted in the first three rounds. And so it's like, yeah. I mean, it's not like you could go somewhere else and roll the dice yeah. and who knows what happens. Like yeah. sometimes like, always the devil you know is better than the devil you don't, and mm-hmm. you know the scheme, the coaches trust you, you're a good guy. All these guys, you know, high-quality human mm-hmm. beings, they care about what they do, and all three of them kind of do something different. I think – you know, the look at the two guys, Dallas and Taraja are probably the two guys who are going to be the big communicators. Kayvon, very athletic, probably play a little you know, more on the outside there. And I'm curious to see what they do with Dallas because he was a thin dude that's bulked up mm-hmm. that can also run. So they have different body types, which is always good because you don't necessarily want to get guys that are the yeah. same type yeah, yeah, of player because yeah, exactly. then you have a deficiency. It's like, well, we've got you know, three guys that are all this and they fit in this silo, but mm-hmm. we need some people. You don't want three Schlegels out no. there. You want, <laughs> you know, one AJ, one Bobby, you one Schlegel. You an AJ and a Bobby. <laughs> yeah. Three You're going to be great. okay at that point. Though. You inside run. Well, yeah, inside yeah. run, you'd be awesome. That would be, you know? you could just, that would be a juicy lineup. You know, You've yeah. got three sledgehammers out there just coming down. Not great. Might get lost in coverage a little yeah, bit. Might get lost in coverage, but you know what? I mean, when if you can, cheat if you must. Like just <laughs> I'll figure it out, right? Yeah. the refs and say it wasn't holding. <laughs> All right, Spencer, we know those top three guys that have been waiting their turn. Throw out a couple of the other names of these linebackers trying to make uh, an impression starting Friday. Well, I really like Tommy Eichenberg. I think he's a guy that can that can make an impact and really move up the depth chart. And then you look at the younger guys. Cody Simon is is, yeah. is going to push for playing time. Like that even dude with looks like Malik Harrison to me. Even with all of the talent that's in that room, that's been waiting, uh, you know, three and four years to get on the field. He's only been waiting one year, but I think he's going to have enough of an impact to to really push for some playing time. I wouldn't be surprised if he's out there, uh, game one. Game one. That sounds like a bold prediction. I like I like I mean, Cody. Helped recruit him too. Nailed both him and Court. Got him in here. Good dudes. Good. Really. I sound like Urban right now, like grade A families, great family. Not good, great. Great, elite, elite, elite. families, <clears throat> have elite families, which is true. Like, that matters. Having players that come from, like, great homes, that's why those guys stay three mm-hmm. years and wait to play. Those are guys that work through things, that they understand that there's, you know, a payoff at the it's end. It's cut and run it's, as soon yeah. as something bad happens. And believe me, that's I'm never going to – some guys transferring is the yeah. best thing for them. No there's doubt. other guys where, hey – you know, you're going to have some bad stuff. If you thought you were just going to roll in here and like, mm-hmm. hey, the coaches love me. They recruited me. Now yeah. I'm going to be the oh, starter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah they loved every, the, all 20 other guys too. Every, all 85 years <laughs> on scholarship are pretty good players. Yeah. So, you know, those guys continue to grind. They work and they become the best players of the, mm-hmm. that they could possibly be. They are YFP, reach your full potential. That's what they're all about. Dude on dude accountability. The Jacksonville dude Jaguars. Uh, weight room with uh, weight room slogan. Has so you got get that the, sign put up yet? Uh, we're working on it. dude on dude accountability. Yeah, dude on dude. I'm a good dude. I'm going to hold you accountable to make I sure like you it. can get better. And so that's how you have good locker rooms, tight teams where guys care about one another and play really hard. It's it's a little cliche to mention all of them, but you have to remember Craig Young was on the field against Penn State yeah. the second game of the season. Like that, that's another guy super athletic can right. run sideline to sideline. And Mitchell Melton, uh, I don't think Al Washington talked about anybody with as high praise who was on the bench as he did about Mitchell Melton last year, and he was just a true freshman. So that room is loaded with talent that that can come in and make an impact immediately. Well, I think that room also got a big bump by him coming back. Right? I mean, Not think about if you're having a new linebacker coach having to try and figure out all right, what do these guys do well. He knows. You know, he's been there. He knows what they can do, uh, you know, what they need to work on so they can do that all throughout spring. So that's a huge that's a huge thing. You know, people really don't realize because we just think we can plug coaches in and be fine. But having that room and knowing everybody in that room the way they do, I think will be big for this spring practice. Well, especially with the young guys because mm-hmm. when you're recruiting guys, you see certain traits in them. Mm-hmm. And ultimately you transition that as you have a vision for them of how – you would yep. like them to play. And so a new coach coming in, like you can go through and look at all that. Maybe they recruited him and stuff before, but 
you have no idea of how you think each one of them might fit. Well, you got a new coach trying to fit in with his yeah. new coaching staff and new head coach, and how do I do? You know, I mean, so I, th- I think that is is huge, and uh, you know, you, even though they are young experience wise, you still have some older guys there who can run that room and you know bring the younger guys along. Well, <clears throat> I think that that's probably one reason why missing spring last year was so. Uh, devastating. I'm not even sure that that's hyperbole for that pass defense. When Kerry Combs, when he loses all that instruction, mm-hmm. all that chance to install a scheme, to learn the new players, we saw that earlier in the year that he just kind of deferred to the veterans yeah. because he hadn't had a chance to go through spring and get to know. You can't trust him. You've never seen lines. him do it. It's mm-hmm. hard to do that, right? And that's, I think, at the end of the year in January, it's kind of easy to forget, like, what was missing in March and yeah. the amount of, you know, roster uh, attrition that they had. Like, that doesn't mean that finishing number 122 is okay to Ohio State, and they're not happy about it. But it also doesn't mean that Kerry Combs and a team that has recruited at an elite level in the secondary yeah. can't get it fixed. now. Well, they, not, have they don't it. have to rip up their playbook. I mean, they know what they want to do, and they know they have guys that can do it. It was just kind of a weird year, yeah. and it didn't go the way they wanted to by any means. But it's not just, hey, we got to start from scratch. We just got to get our guys, get them some experience, well, and, you know, have a spring here. And frankly, you know, it wouldn't even, it's almost not even fair to the kid, the players, not kids, they're young men, to put them out there in situations yeah. where they haven't repped a lot of this stuff. Mm-hmm. To put them on a national stage late in the season when you're yeah. talking about playing for Big Ten championships and national championships against elite veteran or veteran talent that's oh, going gosh, to yeah. be in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And you're putting a freshman DB out there and yeah, it's like, good luck. Let's I go. know we haven't really gone over yeah. these things. I haven't worked all the situations. <laughs> Just try to figure it out. Mm. Where you're going to end up looking bad on mm-hmm. national television. Not that that should matter a lot, but the, these guys have confidence. Like it's oh, yeah. you know it's important to make sure that they they feel good about what they're doing and what you're asking them to do. You take that even a layer further. Even when the veterans were out there, all those guys that they trusted, a lot of times you kind of notice they were still doing some mm-hmm. base things that that you might expect to see. Hey, where's the wrinkle to the defense here? Where's the wrinkle? Well, the wrinkle is buried in uh, 12 practices of mm-hmm. coronavirus knocked out. Right. So. You just wonder what could have been, and we'll always look back at that, what could have been, but you think that, that they'll probably have a little bit more, a uh, few layers to this defense moving forward. Well, and this spring is obviously a lot different for that defensive backfield now that you don't have to replace Jeff Akuda, Damon Arnett, and Jordan Fuller. You do have to replace Sean Wade, an All-American. Um, you know, Maybe didn't always play quite to that level last year. Hurt a little bit, but you have seven banks back, mm-hmm. who I thought was yeah. Ohio State's best cornerback later in the year. Marcus Williamson, a lot of versatility, maybe playing in the slot. We'll see what happens there. And then Josh Proctor, someone I've talked about over and over, just one of the most oh. impressive athletes on that team. You're getting Cam Brown back too, huh? right? Yeah, he was the one that got hurt, right? Yeah, Cam, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, it, that was. And he was playing a lot early on Cam, before he Cam got Brown hurt. Too. Had a guy you mentioned, Court Williams, as well. We'll see how it Yes. Mm-hmm. So those guys now, hopefully, full off season, healthy, ready yeah. to go. Because Cam was really playing some good football, and so all of a sudden he goes out. That's why. I mean, they were showing you they at least trusted him to put him on the field, right? And then, you know, he's out, and you're looking for somebody else to come in. Like, gosh. That's why you have Lathan Ransom, a true freshman. Like, go get it, big dog. Yeah, yeah, good luck. Smack him on the ass and get out there. uh, Here you go. Marcus Williamson playing, you know, safety when he's really more of a slot corner. It's Mm -hmm. like, okay, well, you're you're asking guys to do a lot of things that they didn't really practice. Our number one corner was a slot corner who was playing on the outside, in my opinion. Right. But, yeah, I mean, you're just trying to fit people in. and, you know, field of defense, right? Yeah, and that's and it's, all, it's not a great. It, you recipe. can get that done when you have superior talent. Yeah. All of a sudden, when the talent starts to become mm-hmm. a little bit more equitable, like then it's very, very difficult to try to just overcome lack of confidence in really what you're doing. With just hey, I know I'm better than this guy. I can do some things 
look back, play man, look back at the ball a little bit, or you know, cheat this to make sure, even though I don't have the reps to get out here, but because I can catch them, I can yeah. catch up, right? Mm-hmm. I can just, I'm out more physical than they are, and so that's where those things start to come into play. Where you start getting out, now you're playing Heisman Trophy winners at, at wide receiver. That you're not going to be a better yeah. athlete than them. Mm-hmm. Best case scenario, it's even, and so you have to out technique and out scheme them. Look, secondary against Indiana, good receivers, a little bit of a struggle against Michigan State. Bad, bad receivers. <laughs> really well. What? Then, then you sleep on Rocky. <laughs> then, then you get to Northwestern. Why was that guy even on the field, Jay Z? Come on. Second. He's not even there anymore, is he? He started the whole year and then he transferred. Yeah. So I'm out. Northwestern. Thanks. Secondary looked good again. Even against Clemson. The receivers for Clemson last year, not that great. And Trevor Lawrence saw a lot of pressure. But mm-hmm. the secondary, I think Seven Banks played his best game against Clemson. Then you get to the Alabama game. They looked a little rough. So, so like you said, when, when the talent's there, uh, or when the talent's not there as much in the secondary and the receivers aren't as good, then you grow that confidence. Mm-hmm. Once, the, once the talent equates, like Ryan Day always says, talent equates, it, it was a little bit of a slog. Grow that confidence. Sometimes you got to show that confidence <laughs> as well. <laughs> there it is. And it also, complimentary football, you need that pass rush. Uh, Jay-Z mentioned Zach yeah. Harrison. I think we've been waiting a long it feels like we've been waiting a very long time just because he's local kid, number one recruit in the country, five-star, waiting for him to explode. It hasn't maybe happened at quite the rate that people expect. But you oh, know. We were thinking I'm like not the, saying the it's Boses, yeah. they were very mm-hmm. polished coming in. Mm-hmm. Chase, everybody was upset that you know when Nick got hurt, like, well, why didn't yeah, Chase, didn't like, come, yeah. boom, just be great. Well, he was good, better at the end. By the next season, yeah, he was really good. To expect a guy to be a defensive lineman and be really good as a fresh, it's really hard, yeah. man. It's... It's probably the most demanding position. You're playing in inside with like you start playing against grown men. You're like no. fifth year seniors. You may be like borderline seventeen, mm. eighteen coming in, playing against a dude that's like twenty two, yeah. maybe strikes this case, twenty four, yeah. twenty five. Yeah. Like they're a grown man. Yeah, that's what like it's tough. They people don't physical. think, you know, you're a big you got that big frame in high school. It's a little harder to be you know, strong. the strong, manly kind of guy. So you need a year or two in college to get that strength, to get that coming off the edge. And I think uh, 100% right. If you could have, if uh, Austin, if you could hack in to Mickey Marotti's computer, they've got these files of, I call them pictures of dudes. Okay. And Schlegs used to have a bunch of pictures of dudes. And they take these pictures of guys when they first get there and at the end of like, I I, I remember Josh Perry's pictures. Yeah. (laughs) That was pictures of dudes. Crazy. Scantily clad dudes. Is Jacksonville still doing that? Or I don't know. Those are grown (laughs) men. So you don't have to worry. I'm worried about Schlegs with like, you know, some of these guys are 17, man. Like, my Chris Hansen from cruising through here. Have, got, a, have a seat. You got pictures of mean, guys like in spandex here. But you look at, I guarantee you, um, Zach Harrison from day mm, one oh to where he is mm. now. Like, the physical development. And you don't see it because it happens over time. You're like, you were pretty big when you got here, but... Now you actually, you know, they're yeah. starting to look like a grown man, and so that's fantastic. Yeah, and I think that I think that's why this year we might see that jump for him, just because you expect it, and you just gotta give him some time, get bigger, get stronger, just get into college life, and you know, growing up a little bit. And he was pretty good last year. No, yeah, not better. to say they weren't. Yeah, yeah, I think I feel like Cooper was probably our best kind of edge. But fifth, rush. Year, fifth year, yeah, senior. but an older guy, yep, you're sure right. guy. Mm-hmm. But practice was Max. I mean, great guy, elite family mm-hmm. was going to be as good as he was possibly yeah. going to be. Max's potential, and so yeah. you'll see that from Zach Harrison. Just take some time. Yeah, but if we get both those guys, you get Tyreek Smith and him kind of on the same page, boy. We might not care who's playing in the secondary. <laughs> it's not enough time to throw the ball. That's a good point. You know those those expectations for Zach Harrison were so high as mm-hmm. a freshman, and and 
Well, and we just actually, saw the Boses do it. We saw, you know, I mean, it just we just got used to it. When I mean, you actually just, look at him, though, he was a really raw prospect. If there's a guy, though, that could come in, I know Austin hates talking about true freshmen stepping in and playing. Another a guy one. who's worked with Larry Johnson already for two or three years, a guy who seems to be as polished as you can get coming out of high school. Jack Sawyer can come in and really push that too deep. I, I really think he has a chance as a true freshman to be one of those rare guys that – that is really pushing for playing time, and yep. eventually by his sophomore year, we're talking I about him. I don't even see him yeah, as a real true freshman, though. Yeah. I mean, the guy didn't play his senior year in high school, right? So all he's been doing is working out, working out to Woody Hayes, <laughs> something, you know, Somewhere. along those lines, you know, trying. So he's probably, you know, he's a year and a half ahead of these, these I, younger guys. I've never seen a high schooler do the hand placement drill that Larry Johnson teaches like he can. Uh, it's, it's crazy how far ahead he is of normal high school kids that come into Larry Johnson's program. Hmm. Hey, it's dude on dude accountability. Dude on dude. We just, they got to, dudes. And Bobby, Bobby talked about that too, with how polished the Bosa's were when mm-hmm. they got here. I mean, that's. I'm not saying that a freshman will never help Ohio State or that they couldn't or shouldn't. You know, but it, you're not wanting to pencil them in as a starter and rely on them in the season opener as a true freshman. And that didn't even happen for the Bosa's. Yeah, either. I mean, you know, and Larry Johnson, I think in some cases he does it purposefully to take it slow, and some you have to actually. I mean, you obviously well, have to earn it no matter what. Joey got uh, Joey's was expedited because they just didn't have anybody yeah. else. So, like by week five, yeah. like he played ninety three percent, ninety three <laughs> snaps, I think, in that Big Ten championship game against Michigan State as a true freshman. <laughs> it wasn't even like so we talk about. It's not even really fair to ask a kid to do that mm-hmm. at that point. But they've been working on the hand placement. The the jump that I felt confidence wise my freshman year to my sophomore year just in hand placement, and then junior fresh or sophomore to junior, like it it's immense because. Right. You're a young man in high school. You just run, but run around yeah. people. Like be just, faster, just and, faster yeah. and bigger. <laughs> yeah. You don't need the technique because you start to get to Ryan Day. As the talent begins to, you know, level out, all of a sudden those things are more important. All right, that talent uh, is going back to the field on Friday for Ohio State spring ball starting three o'clock on Friday. The basketball team will be playing in the first round of the NCAA tournament. Busy, busy March uh, for the Buckeyes. A fun time to be watching. Ohio State Sports. Appreciate Nicole Cox and Roosters having us in here once again for Letterman Live. Come in to watch the games this weekend. Uh, come back on Tuesday for Appetizer Tuesday for Jay-Z mm. special with Ride Pickles. Ride Pickles. So for Nicole, mm. for Spencer Holbrook, Justin Zwick, Bobby Carpenter, I am Austin Ward. This has been Letterman Live. It's brought to you by Roosters. It's a fun, casual joint. We will see you again here next week. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that you know Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com/live.